One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Tis the season to be freezing your ass off, isn't it? So hence why I'm on the way to the chemist to get some antiviral cream for some lovely cold sores that have decided to make appearance on Christmas week. Might treat myself to a Christmas sandwich while I'm at it, you know, just to get me in the mood for this. Episode 17, Christmas Eve edition. to our Christmas Eve edition. Isn't that lovely? Serendipity has meant that we've got a lovely episode coming out on Christmas Eve, which is this one. So, hi. If you're new round here, welcome to After the Tone. 40 minutes of, well, complete nonsense, big questions, small ones, and sometimes we talk about poo. My name is Scotty, and together with my very good friend, producer Deb, we splice together this show on a weekly basis, largely so we've got something to do with our lives. (laughs) Because if you are listening to this in the future, I can tell you Christmas Eve 2020 is not the one. (laughs) I was thinking there about Christmas Eve and what Christmas Eve we used to do when I was a kid. I was always allowed to open one present because my mum would think it meant that we'd be less spoilt. (laughs) And my mum would save presents for Boxing Day as well because she thought like you had to spread them out just because otherwise you turn into a precocious child. Little did she know I'd turn into a precocious adult. I used to love Christmas Eve because it meant I got to stay at my nan's. I'd stay up really late because we went to midnight mass. Those of you who weren't indoctrinated into a cult from a young age, midnight mass is what that their Catholics do on midnight on the 24th of December when Jesus Christ was born. He's born every year, bless him. I mean, poor Mary, she's been pregnant for 2,000 years. And you get to go to church and there's usually like live chickens and a bit of wine, which means very different things in gay parlance. But in Catholic parlance, I mean, probably the similar. Anyway, we're getting down a tricky route there. (laughs) I also really used to like that you just got to sleep for about 45 minutes on Christmas Eve. Because once you got home from midnight mass, you come home and you'd be like, I am ready to wake up and open presents. 
Anyway, however you're doing it, however you're not doing it, and however you're joining us tonight, today, this evening, this afternoon, I hope you've settled in, I hope you've got your earphones in, that you've got a glass of something lovely, or something soft and lovely, if you're that way inclined as well, because I think we're going to have a lovely time. We've got a couple of special features this week, because we just thought, we might as well have a bit of a laugh, (laughs) because if you can't laugh, you'll cry, and I tell you what, we've all done a lot of that this year, haven't we? So, settle in to episode 17, our Christmas Eve edition, and I'll catch you along the way. Hi, Scotty. First time caller here, responding to your request for Christmas stories. I think this might be a bit dark, but uh, one Christmas when I was younger, my dad was really late back for Christmas dinner, and he was in the pub, and... uh, he came back with this guy which I didn't really know. My mum was fuming and just said, oh, that's all right if he comes, isn't it? Anyway, I must have been about 10 or something, but I would always save my pigs in blankets till last. And <laughs> this guy was pretty uh, steaming. I said, oh, you're you not eating those? And just ate them off my plate. And um, last night my mum messaged saying this guy just randomly just oh by the way so and so died last night and the first thing i thought of was those pics and blankets i really wanted those fucking pics and blankets i'd saved them till last so that's my uh christmasy story thanks bye <laughs> what a great way to start this christmas gone wrong show <laughs> Do you know what? They always say Christmas is the time of good cheer. No, it's the time for fucking resentment. (laughs) First time caller badge is given to you before we start any proceedings. Well done. We love a first time caller here. We know it takes an act of bravery to pick up that phone and give us a chat. So thank you so much. My granddad was also one for bringing strangers back for tea, much to Manan's dismay. I think my granddad just sort of saw it as he was being a good Catholic, because, you know, that's what they teach you in the Bible. Now, Manan would proclaim to be a good Catholic, but would be bitching behind everybody's back, and would she give anybody anything? Would she fuck? So I think, you know, there is a Catholic moral to the story about the rapes and strays of Christmas. I think that used to happen a lot more, particularly for families that went to the pub. If there was someone on their own, you'd always invite them back. But (laughs) I love the resentment. I would hold on to that as well. Although I wouldn't be about pigs in blankets. For me, it would be about the roast potatoes. Because I tell you what, I always keep them to last. And if anyone so dares I at my roast potatoes, particularly if I keep one for later, for cold, with a bit of salt. I say a bit of salt. I'm fucking, like, drowned in salt. Because how else are you going to eat a cold roast potato? I would kick off. And I would happily resent them through life and death. So I hope... <laughs> I hope that you are one of the 30 people invited to this lockdown funeral and that you get to share your grief coffin side. (laughs) All right, Scotty, it's me. It's Miss Annabelle Sings again. Can't get rid of me now. I was going to phone you up just quickly to tell you about the time I uh, shit myself tripping up the stairs at Christmas, but... um... 
I'm going to leave that one because I felt the urge to call in response to the beautiful human who got very emotional about feeling lonely. Now, I'm a fellow mental here in the community centre of After the Tone. PTSD, anxiety, depression, so much shame, my own shame, handed down shame and trauma from my family, but so on and so forth. I wanted to reach out to that gorgeous human and say, you are not alone, even though it feels like it. And I promise you, it's going to feel like it a lot in this weird world, but you are not alone. I can relate. And the one thing I can say about loneliness is eventually, because I am several thousand years old now, eventually you'll learn to make friends with loneliness, which is ironic. The more you can let that strange concept into your life then uh, you'll realize that it's just a way of making you feel and make you realize how important certain things are people connections music art all those things it's not your enemy feel it be emotional and remember you're loved i love you bye gorgeous call there from miss annabelle sings love that you're becoming a bit of a regular babe thanks very much yeah i've really been ruminating on that call from last week as well and i thought there was a real sort of painful but beautiful irony in what you were talking about because your admission of isolation has really brought so many of us together because so many of us have commented on it or thought about it or people have messaged me in the week or people were really touched by it so there's a sort of irony there isn't there like you making yourself vulnerable to be like, oh, yeah, loneliness, etc. has made us all go, yeah, us too. The world works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? Although, Miss Annabelle Sings, I do have a complaint. How dare you walk into the community centre saying, I've got a shit story, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm fuming! Absolutely fuming. And themed to Christmas as well. How dare you? How fucking dare you? You know what? See you next week with that shit story. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. I just wanted to leave a message to say that I'm really enjoying your podcast, but mostly because when I got to university and people said, what did your dad do? What did your parents do? I said, oh, he's in the theatre. And they automatically thought that meant actor. But what that actually meant was like, he did pantos in working men's clubs around Devon and Cornwall. And also Leeds, where he was from. And I feel like your podcast is like home for my people, like the working class theatre people who grew up in working men's clubs. So few people know what that feels like. But this also all reminded me of a really, really funny story of growing up in that kind of world. Because my dad was also a kid's entertainer. He had like really horrible, creepy puppets from the 60s. And he had like a rival in our local area who was also another kid's entertainer. And he was this clown and their rivalry was really funny and it kind of culminated in a big old like fight once because the clown I'm not going to say his name in case anybody knows him but he got the prime spot on a tv advert for the local theme park and the end scene was him going down a water slide in full clown makeup and my dad was fucking livid Anyway, I love your podcast and I think you're all great. And yeah, thank you for creating a home for us weirdos. <laughs> oh, oh, this is good this week, isn't it? We're getting all the beef out this week. Hello, lovely person. What a lovely voice you've got. 
beautiful voice. Also, when you did say my dad works in the theatre, I instantly did think, what does he do in the theatre? I didn't think actor, because I think, well, I just don't think of actors much. <laughs> so I, I was very relieved to hear that this is a, a, a proper common variety act. You know, I started in this game. I know I like to lord it about now, being like, oh, I'm an artist, I do theatre. But I started playing the clubs in the same way. You know, I started in nightclubs, then I went into working men's clubs and community centres and stuff like that. And I I started doing variety. So I know how cutthroat that world can be, particularly over the smallest of magic tricks and people's ownership on them. So I love to hear this gossip about the clown. Do you know what I really love? I love that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you were like, I don't want to say his name, just in case people know who this clown is. <laughs> Famous clown showdowns. Well, that reminded me of when I was a kid, at the end of our road, we had this, I guess it wasn't really called a working men's club. I think my mum used to call it a members club. <laughs> and I remember being there and seeing turns there. and That was the first time I experienced Glitter Slash Curtain. Well, I mean, if you've never experienced Glitter Slash Curtain... There is something very magic about being a small child and seeing a stage glisten with such brightness. I think, I mean, it turned me into a big cat Mary that I am today. Anyway, I'm more than welcome for us all to turn this into some sort of glorified pontins. If anyone wants to call up with any variety acts or turns that they want to do, by all means. And if your dad fancies calling up doing a turn, he'd be more than welcome and tell him that clan's coming nowhere near after the tone. Hi Scotty, it's me again. In relation to horoscope day, unfortunately I wasn't able to test your theory because she cancelled on me. It's all very disappointing. And now I'm not able to go on and have any fun sexy times because I am being extra, extra, extra careful for Christmas. So instead I'm doing a little nude photo shoot and well actually I've got this really sexy lingerie on and I think it's the absolute best thing to do in the world. So I really recommend a good nude photo shoot. For anyone who wants a little bit of an ego boost, just love yourself and love your body. That is so important because we are all works of art. And I think everybody should see that about themselves. And sometimes if it takes a little kinky nude photo shoot with little fluffy lingerie on, do it, baby. And I can echo those feelings. I mean, not like I've ever taken any lewd photographs of myself, of course. Of course, they're all over Instagram. At Scotty is fat, if you'd like to see them. You know what? I do agree. I think sometimes you can take a good nude and you think, do you know what? I would. <laughs> There's something quite nice about that moment in which you're able to fancy yourself, isn't it? It's a shame that those moments are never permanent though. Uh, And I guess that's because there are other things at play, you know, capitalism, fat phobia. Well, I mean, I could, we could just do the list, couldn't we? But it derails us. And so sometimes it's nice to have the photographic evidence to remind you that at a certain point in time, you did actually like yourself enough to think I'd give you a go. It's a shame that we didn't get to prove the horoscope theory true or false, but Jupiter came in line with Mars or something the other day. I mean, that shows the amount of of attention that I've given that once-in-a-lifetime happening. Apparently a couple of planets aligned and it looked like a bright star of Bethlehem. So, what can we denounce from that? Well, all religion is guilt. (laughs) God, look at me getting all very religious on Christmas Eve. They'll be writing letters. Hello, Scotty. Merry Christmas. I work in local government. And 
Since March, we've been pretty much all working from home and really pulling together and trying to support the residents of the city that I'm from. We've been working really hard. It's been really hard for a lot of people. Lots of people have lost people. I've lost people. I've had a lot of bereavement this year. It's just been a really shit year. And our work, our lovely, caring, considerate people of my work have decided that it would be a great idea to tell us a week before Christmas that we all have to reapply for our jobs. They will be making job losses, so people will be losing their jobs at some point. We're all fucking furious. I went into this job because I am someone who enjoys helping people. I'm very empathic. I pride myself on giving like a gold standard when I help people. From people who are really fucking suffering with things like debt and and benefits and, and not knowing how to claim for things and homelessness and... And so we've been helping people throughout this, working harder than we've ever worked, stressing out about things for our work to go, do you know what? Fuck yeah. So this review that they did, none of the management got cut, not a single one. So all of the little people who are going to lose their jobs and they don't want the public to know because they think the public will be angry. What the fuck? Of course they're going to be angry. You're taking away services that are there for vulnerable people, for people who actually need our help, for the people who have nowhere to fucking live and they come into us for help and now they can't do that. I'm fucking furious. And then a couple of days later, we all get a chocolate bar in the post. Thanks for all your hard work this year. Bunch of fucking cunts. Oh, lovely, Toby. Thank you for calling up. Do you know what? Sometimes I just want to turn to people and be like, timing! What would it have cost them? I mean, the answer's nothing. What would it have cost them to have delayed that announcement until the new year? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not me saying what they're doing is inevitable and has to happen. But if in their minds they think this is the right thing to do, like, what would it have cost them just to be like, do you know what? Let's let people have Christmas, at least. (laughs) You know, it's really hard to distill what is politically happening in this country. And by this country, I mean the UK, because that's where I'm, I'm talking from. What's happening on local government from what decisions have been made by central government? And let's be really explicit. What decisions have been made by Boris Johnson because there's priorities here, isn't there? There are priorities that we are painfully seeing now. And I just hope, I hope that moving forward into the new year, like, you know, I'm all for rebellion, actually, at the moment. I'm all for revolt. I mean, I want a fucking coup. There is nothing that is going to take these arseholes down. Because, you know, like you were saying about the executive looking after themselves, power looks after power. Of course it's going to preserve its own job because it's like, well, we're the ones that need to make the decisions and if there's not us, I've been going through the same thing in theatre. I'm like, if there's not you, there's more money. Because <laughs> you lot are on 150k plus, you bastards. That's about six or seven people's wages that are carers. Oh, it makes you angry, doesn't it? Anyway, Toby, I hope you're doing something nice. I hope you listen to this with a glass of something nice. And I tell you what you can do with that chocolate bar. Shove it up your own bum so you can get some pleasure from it.
I can't believe I just said that. Because I tell you what, eating that is going to give you nothing but fucking heartburn. The bastards. We stand with you, lovely Toby. Hey, Scotty. Hey, producer Dave. Uh, long time listener here, first time caller. I just wanted to leave a message about like moving to a, a different city as you're older and trying to make friends because it's proper hard. But I downloaded Bumble to make friends with. I'm not someone that had dated using apps, so I wasn't quite sure like how it works and stuff. But it was weird and nerve-wracking. But I've kind of like made like some nice new friends, which is really weird in my 30s. It's not socially acceptable to just walk up to strangers in a bar and stuff. And I tell people that I like what they're wearing, but it's usually a passing comment and people like it and then might think I'm weird, so I never follow up with anything. It's just really difficult to make friends, so I just wanted to kind of say if anyone was wondering how to do it and they didn't want to do it organically, Bumble was a good shout. And then in regards to hoarding stuff, I was always that friend that I'd have like this memory box full of shit, to be honest. I've got confetti from weddings from like years ago, hen party trinkets and stuff and mortifyingly enough I used to write a diary when I was like in my teens and for some bizarre reason that I still can't don't quite know why I sellotaped the condom wrapper for the first time that I had sex anyway I just thought that might be a weird thing to share and I can do it anonymously so that's all right anyway thanks for listening bye Excellent work there. First time caller badge goes to you. And you know me with an accent. I would say that was northwest or northeast. And what a glorious tone to your voice. So thank you very much for calling. Yeah, so I did decide to download one of the apps. Now, I thought I'd go in niche. I'd go in with my people. I'd get the fatty queer one. So I downloaded a thing called Growler, which if you're aware of the work of Grinder, it's like that, but 10 stone heavier. Anyway... So I download it, and I have been talking to a, a couple of new friends, and really nice, you know, like, I mean, how to keep a friendship going digitally when you've all got to be two metres apart, because I'm in a tier three space, which means you can only meet one person outside the house, or, I mean, who knows, by the time we've recorded this, we'll probably be in tier nine. The thing, though, that I found is because a lot of queer people experience PTSD, a lot of queer people have very pronounced mental health presentations, I have been getting some of the vilest messages I have ever seen in my life. I was called, trigger warning, this is gross, I was called a vile AIDS pig because I didn't respond to someone's message within an hour. There's part of me which is trying to, like, understand the root of it by being like, this is evidently somebody who's hoarding a lot of stuff. But actually, it's just vile. And also, like, people just send you unsolicited genitalia pics. And I was just like, do we not say hello? Is that not how this works anymore? So, I might try Bumble because that sounds like it might be a bit softer. (laughs) But yeah, I have even found that space. I was just like, I thought this would be where I'd find friends. Now, you mentioned there about your teenage diaries and somebody else mentioned that last week. And so I would be silly not to say, please, could someone call up with an entry from their childhood diary? Because I just think it would be really delicious to add into this conversation about stuff that you've kept. And also, you kept the condom! Oh my god, you vile and excellent human being. 
Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Debbie. My name's Will. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. There was something that one of your callers from last week that they said about how difficult it is for grown-ups to make friends and how they didn't know how to wrangle their way into other people's lives. I wanted to say to that person, I'll be your friend. You don't need to wrangle your way into someone's life. You don't need to find a circumstance or a happenstance or a convolute a reason to get close to somebody because we're grown-ups now. It doesn't have to be like that. You sound wonderful and I would like to be your friend deliberately, on purpose, because I've decided to. Happy Christmas, everybody. Bye. Lovely Will there. First time caller badge to you as well. Loads of first time calls this week. Oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, the family's getting bigger. We're going to have to put more chairs out in the hall. Isn't that the most generous thing you've ever heard or that you can ever hear as an adult? And the most bravest thing, I think, to say as a grown-up human being, which is, I'll be your friend. It takes uh, masses of generosity. And, uh, you know, as much as we like to think of that being like a small gesture, that is a commitment. So... Whoever you are out there in the ether, Will wants to be your friend. Get in contact with the pod if you'd like us to connect you. Oh, look at us being like the friendship version of Scylla Black. I love it! Hi, Scotty. It's Gemma. I'm really dreading Christmas this year because it's going to be the first one without my dad, who I lost in October. It's been quite traumatic. And the thought of Christmas, he was Father Christmas to me. Like I've never known anyone to love Christmas so much. But when we were writing his eulogy and the man actually read it out, looking back on it now, I sort of laughed to myself. But at the time, it was its just reading out the facts. But the facts are that my dad was the biggest pikey, grew up in Stepney. And I think this kind of family he had, like the sort of family life was, if there's food on the side, you better eat it quick. So he would just eat everything. And... You know, he used to say, I'd make an excellent tramp, and that was no lie. There was never any leftovers, because he would eat it all. Uh, When I was younger, and we always had cats, he would put the, like, turkey carcass outside on Christmas Day after the dinner, and he'd put it on the wall, and (laughs) literally on the plate still, and the cats would come and eat it. And I'm not joking you. The next day, you see him go outside checking on the cats. He comes back in. What are you eating? Nothing. You have not been eating the turkey off the wall that's been out all night. Cats have been eating off it. God knows what else has touched it in the night. And he'd just be eating it. He must have had that Prada willies where you just don't stop eating. I don't know. But around Christmas, I see people with the most like fluffy Christmas dinners. And my dad used to eat turkey off the wall, you know. That's meant to be for the cats. And this man read it out in the middle of my dad's funeral that that's what he'd done once. <laughs> Just like the memories of my dad at Christmas aren't really like, oh my God, Christmas. It is like, oh God, dad at Christmas. And like the stuff that he would do, the food he would eat, and the turkey literally off the wall. I mean, that's grim, isn't it? But People have family traditions, and that just seems to be one of mine. (laughs) I thought you'd enjoy it. 
Yeah, love you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, a lovely call there from a dear friend of mine, actually, called Gemma, who I have known for donkey's years. And I tell you what, she's still as rough as she is the day I met her. (laughs) I can tell you it has been a really rough year for our lovely Gem. And you know what? I'm so grateful that you called up and shared that story because, of course, we know how much Dad meant to you and means to you. Yeah, Christmas for me has never been the same since my granddad passed away. He was like a proper kid where it was like the whole thing was done for him and him counting his presents and us being like, all right, I'm sorry. So you'd have to wrap up everything individually. If you got him four pairs of socks, you'd have to wrap them individually so he would be like one, two, three. (laughs) You mentioned that your dad might have had a disease called Prada Willies. Now, that just sounds like a bunch of gay men in a high street fashion shop to me. I'll tell you what, Gemma, something that I've found really helpful through grief, and, you know, this might be for the rest of the room as well, is keeping those traditions alive. It just allows you for that person to be with you in in very small ways. So I hope tonight that you get a bit of turkey and you put it on the wall outside. But by all means, do not let you or the kids eat the turkey the next day. And we are really getting through them this week. Oh, I'm having a wonderful time with you. This is your little commercial break to go get yourself a mince pie or something else equally as festive, whatever festive means to you, to shove down your gob for the next bit. I am just going to turn to the internet. We, of course, encourage you to get in contact with us. Give us a little share. Give us a little love. Give us a little bit of gossip. Anything that you want to say about the show, hashtag after the tone pod, P-O-D. And also you can find me at Scotty's Fat on all of those platforms as well. We had a lovely message from somebody called Matlock on Twitter Vision that says, this is such a great format and such a brilliant podcast and has been one of my highlights of 2020. So Matt, thank you very much for placing that into your little Twitter Vision. It has been a highlight of 2020 for me as well, if I'm being completely honest, because it's given us something to do, hasn't it? (laughs) So if you want to join in the conversation, perhaps you don't feel like you want to call up the show, but you just want to say something use hashtag after the tone pod also another little psa is many of you have been saying that you want to be in contact with each other or how do i get in contact with this person some of you have been saying you want to keep the conversation going or you wish the podcast was longer and also a fair few of you have also said how might you support us because you really love this project so we listen to you and we have created a patreon now if you haven't uh, used patreon before it's a platform which allows artists podcasts and makers to be able to share a space with people that follow their thing and for them to be able to support them in very small ways. So we've got Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. If you go on our link tree, which is how most of you access our podcast, you'll find there's a link to it on there. There you can donate whatever you want a month and we'll have backstage chat there, an opportunity for you to talk to each other. I will also extend one of the calls and talk about it in a bit more depth for us all to like kind of unravel so yeah if you're up for supporting us we will give you a little shout out at the end of the show and also it just allows us to keep on air because currently debbie and i are doing this off of our own backs it takes about two days a week each to um, keep it going so you know it's a lot of time so um we appreciate if you can you will and if you can't i guess you'll keep listening so no shade no expectation but if you can help us that would be really gorgeous right i think it's time to jump back into the show i hope you've got a bit of stilted in hand because you might need it for the next one 
Are you Scotty, love? How are you? Are you producer Debbie? Are you the carer? Are you the, the listeners? And hello to all of that JRF fans out there in podcast land. I was just jumping on because I wanted to tell you something. So, sit comfortably, hold on to something. No, not that. Now, I have a little secret that I would like to impart that I hope doesn't cause too much of a start. Though it's shocking, it's completely true. Now, it isn't gossip or rumour, of course, because I have it on quite a reliable source, and I want to pass it on to all of you. You see, the man in the moon is a lady, a lady with lipstick and curls. The cow that jumped over cried, Jumpin' Jehovah, it looks like just one of the girls. She winks, at the stars from her bed of green cheese. That isn't a nightgown, it's a satin chemise. Oh, her friends are the stars and the planets. She sends the Big Dipper a kiss. So don't ever offend her, remember her gender. The man in the moon is a miss. A Merry Christmas to you all, however you are, celebrating or not celebrating. And here's hoping that 2021 is a damn sight better (laughs) than 2020. Okay, loads of love and light and God bless you all. Big love to you, Scotty, and thank you so much to you and producer Debbie for making this wonderful space for us, all these weirdos, to come and bother you week in, week out with these messages. But anyhow, enjoy, and I look forward to hearing more next year. All right. Love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Bye. The wonderful JRF there and yes we did ask them to do you a little Christmas ditty because we thought well wouldn't it be nice to have a little song on our Christmas Eve show so thank you very much to the wonderful JRF. Hello Scotty and producer Deb and the rest of the Scotty community. Thank you all for acknowledging me as the person with the cute accent. I'm thinking a lot about the politics of care and mechanisms of care and I've been doing a lot of support groups over the years and um, now that we have kind of acknowledged this community as a supportive community I think it's very beautiful that this community is starting to acknowledge each other and see each other and I've noticed in myself that this message I don't really care if it gets to the show or not because I feel like I've been seen by you and that's important to me I'm probably not the only one with feeling the the pressure to 
to come up with a funny or sad or a good story. And uh, I think that's always, yeah, that's just something that it's unavoidable. And, and now I feel much more relaxed and I feel like I can just respond to whatever it is that's happening in our community. And we can just have an honest conversation. And that's why in support groups, I always ask people to to answer a random question so they can already speak up about something a bit banal and a bit like random before they can share their stories that are more, more vulnerable. Because usually first we set the tone and first we set the community norm and the community values and then we can be vulnerable with each other. And I'm very happy to see that the podcast gets to this level and that I'm a part of it. And I want to give you all a big hug. And thank you, Scotty and producer Depp, for um, initiating this and for giving us the opportunity to connect to each other. Much love. Oh, lovely call there from our friend, the gender clown, the Dutch gender clown, because um, that will uh, give people a reference point to the last time they called. Yeah, I think it is really lovely that we've got a little community here. However, I think this is a really good moment just to kind of like, again, you know, like when these questions come up, it allows us to have a more broad conversation about each other. And I think what's always really important to remember about Aftertone, it is not therapy. It isn't a support group in that way, because if it was, we would be charging you 50 quid a week. (laughs) But in all seriousness, you know, this is a space for entertainment. This isn't a space necessarily where we're able to open things up safely and then close them down. And so it is going to always be a kerfuffle of people with opposing ideas and values. And so trying to create some shared values is going to be difficult. Of course, we have some editorial control in which we wouldn't platform anything that we thought was dangerous, horrible, or going too much against the grain. I think it's really important that we remember that, that, um, you know, for us, it isn't about asking a frivolous question to open up with so then we can all, like, get comfortable. For us, I think what After the Tone is about is about creating something that is really honest to what's going on at the moment. And because this has come out of a really stressful time for everybody, some of the calls have felt really big. And we're not afraid of those, but to consider them a support group or a space that is therapeutic, I think is dangerous because actually that requires a lot of skill. It requires a lot of warming down, warming up, opening up, lots of care and holding those things. And as lovely as producer Deb and I are, we are not support workers. So I think, yeah, I want to acknowledge your call and be like, yeah, fantastic. I'm glad that you feel seen in our local pub. I love that. And yeah, I don't want anyone to feel pressured to come up with something engaging or entertaining. It just happens. Do you know what I mean? Like life happens to people and some people want to share that. And and, kind of, and I guess that's what this space is. But let's all just remember it's a podcast. It's a bit of a laugh. Sometimes we'll talk about big things, but sometimes we are going to talk about pissing yourself. <laughs> Gentle Clown, it's lovely to hear your voice. I hope we hear you again. Have a wonderful Christmas if you do that sort of thing. Hi, Scotty. It's Claire from Doncaster. Long-time listener, first-time phoner in a voice noter. Anyway, I recently moved house and I moved from an end terrace house where I had, like, an old lady as a neighbour and I've now moved to a mid-terraced. About a week after I moved in, I got some new neighbours on one of the side, a young couple, 
and it turns out that the walls are really thin and I know this because they're really noisy shaggers. Yeah, so a couple of times a week I can just hear them shagging really loudly. So much so that the other day I was listening to a podcast and I thought, that's a really unusual soundtrack they've got going on in the back of this podcast. It wasn't a soundtrack, it was my neighbours shagging. Again, I've just had the TV on and I was like, oh, what was that noise? Yeah, I can hear them from upstairs and yeah, I mean, I'm not a prude. I think it's great that they're having lots of sex, you know, because who doesn't like having sex? But at the same time, just don't really want to hear it when I'm watching Snackmasters on a Sunday night, you know. So I was just wondering if you or any of your lovely, lovely callers have had similar, you know, how do you deal with it? Do you just put up with it? Do you just put your headphones on? Just accept that, you know, everyone's having sex. It's lockdown. We're all just having a good old shag and getting on with it. And it's just part of living next door to someone, I guess. Weird thing is, I haven't even met them. And I already feel like giving him a high five because, you know, if her noises are anything to go by, he's a good fella. Anyway, absolutely love the show. Big love to everybody and the great little community you've got going. Thanks, love. Bye. (laughs) Well, let's start and get business out of the way. Claire from Donny, first time caller. We'll have a call from Donny. It's true. What do you do about overhearing shagging etiquette? Do you know, I mean, where do we go from here? Also, Claire, more for you for calling up and asking me for any advice, because what you're about to get, <laughs> you definitely shouldn't do. <laughs> I just got this beautiful vision of you on a Sunday night, curled up on the sofa, just doing dum, 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 dum. So, when you next see them, you'll get a gauge on, you know, if they're like open-minded people, if they're quite up for a little chat. I don't think there is anything wrong in saying, I'm not a prude, but do you mind just moving the bed away from the wall a bit? <laughs> Although, do you know what? Let's be true. Sometimes it's quite nice to hear other people at it. It's just comforting, isn't it? To <laughs> It's a bit like, you know, falling asleep to rain noise or white noise. <laughs> you just feel, do you know what? I'm glad they're having a good go. Uh, well, it sort of depends how long their sessions are as well. Because, I mean, if it's, a, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, come on, you know, just put your headphones in and turn up Snackmasters a bit louder. And also, Claire, I'd just like to say I'm very disappointed that you weren't listening to us whilst they were having it off. <laughs> Ah. So, listeners, I think it's a very good question for the room. What do you do if you overhear other people having it off? Is there an etiquette that I'm not aware of? Is there something that Claire should be doing? Should Claire give you one next door a high five? (laughs) Answers on a postcard, please. And that is almost it for After the Tone this week. And what a lovely show it has been to share Christmas Eve with you, bunch of absolute fucking weirdos. It's been really gorgeous. Thank you so much for the amount of first-time calls this week. How beautiful was that? So many new voices coming into the pub. Yes, please. 
you're more than welcome. You all get gold stars. Something I want to throw forward to is for next week. What we'll be celebrating next week is New Year. So our, our next show is on New Year's Eve. What we'd really love to hear from you is about shit that you're hoping to leave behind. Any hopes for the next 12 months? Anything that you just want to get off your chest and be like, I am so fucking glad that that's behind us. Also, really into knowing like what's got you through the last 12 months. Any survival tips that you want to share for the next 12 months? And, as Claire mentioned, how you survive living in such close proximity to the neighbours when inevitably we are all locked back in our houses in January, probably across the world. So, if you've got any thoughts on any of those, we'd love you to join us for our New Year's Eve show. The number that you need to pick up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to is... Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. And the call costs you nothing because you can just do it via the internet webs. So what are you waiting for? You've heard a whole bunch of first-time callers this week. Pluck up the courage and give us a call. So why don't you join into the party? Another little shout out there. We've got our Patreon, which we've set up, which we would love you to come and join us. You can donate from anything from like 50p a month. Our suggested donation is about a pound an episode. That will help keep me and Debbie on air and cover some of our production costs whilst we find other ways of supporting the podcast and not asking you. So if you fancy helping out on that, patreon.com forward slash after the tone, we would be eternally grateful. And I'd just like to hand over the last word to our alternative queen and her speech, the carer. Have a good one. My mama's Christmas bell better not go off. Listen, I would like to thank you, Scotty and Debbie, for giving me this lovely opportunity to um, share tidings of joy to all the other After The Tone family in these challenging and unprecedented times. And what a unique bunch of individuals you all are. One's heroes, I dare say, because my heroes are anyone that is surviving this fucking nightmare called Christ's mess. What a fucking shit show of a social construction it is. It's nationalities and borders and even our birthdays. It's a social construction. We've all agreed to it, so it happens, and we shove it down everyone else's neck. It's like we've all become so fucking thick that we've all have to be reminded once a year to be nice to each other. Just keep spending. It's all for fucking baby Jesus. It's a consumer fucking festival now. That's all it is to keep the Leviathan of capitalism alive. So I reckon this is all a personal view, by the way. But I hear you all go like, oh, but what about the children? It's such a lovely time of the year for the children, full of magic and fantasy and all that. That's what fucking Pepper the Pig's for. Or as you call it, like your mum's turning into the vampire or werewolf at Christmas. Witches. Love that. More of that. But I think it would be a good idea if we did stop teaching the children that there's this fucking magic man that flies around in the sky that knows whether you're good or bad was invented by fucking Coca-Cola and the Victorians and is immune to COVID because all the kids are really worried if Santa was coming down the chimney, would he be giving everyone COVID? Fucking hell. Hello. Just keep lying. Keep spending. There's never been the greatest time of the year for moi ever. But on a serious note and from my heart, I do wish you all, though, that when the day comes, that day of the so-called birth of Jesus, 
that we all dine on a plate filled to the brim with wisdom, courage and compassion, all brought together with lashings and lashings and lashings of gratitude. And truly knowing we're all doing the best that we can with the tools that we've got. And that we've got to know that we're the walking, talking gods that we place in the skies and we place outside of ourselves. We're in control of our own reality and we can create it. And I ask you all now, possibly, if you're there, to stand and raise a glass with me. And here's to Scotty and Debbie and thanks to bringing us all together. And here's to the new year, to After the Tone. And what a lovely new bar this is. And what a lovely bunch of patrons you all are. And here's to the dragging down of the patriarchy and the death of capitalism. Cheers. Stay strong, stay true. And most importantly, remember to stay the walking god that is you. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston, and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.